Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of HR Tech Chat. With us today, we have Joseph Elias, who is the Chief Strategy Officer at CloudPay. Welcome. Thank you so much, friends. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, uh, the the pleasure is all ours, uh, really. Um, we've, we at 360 Insights, we've been having a few conversations uh, with you over the course of the past few months, and, um, and uh, we've really touched on a lot of really interesting, interesting things around global payroll, which is what CloudPay does uh, in the cloud, um, just as the name suggests. And, um, and today, I think we're going to take some time to discuss a a, a new product that you folks have, have launched, which is um, very innovative and uh, very helpful to global organizations. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's called CloudPay Now. Uh, but before we get to that, yeah, yeah, really looking forward to discussing it as a on-demand pay for the, the global scene, so to speak. But what I'd like to kind of delve into first is, um, you know, your, your career is very interesting. Um, and uh, you joined CloudPay around about three years ago. And I'm just, just curious, uh, that was following a successful year, uh, career in the payroll industry. And uh, I guess my question is, what, what compelled you? What was your rationale to inspired you to come to, to CloudPay? Oh, uh, <clears throat> that's a, an interesting question. The, you know, I promised myself when I left ADP, after 15 years that I'll do anything but working on the payroll space. And so look, my promise is don't stand long as you can see, <laughs> at least those that I do to myself. Uh, well, I found a company at the time that was having an amazing product, but not yet probably recognized by the market or not probably targeting the right market segment within the global payroll space. Uh, because was was a this, I mean, was not align the size and the growth of the company with the product and technology that the company was having at the time. I mean, obviously within those three years, uh, this has been become even better. And, and I think we have been able to staff the company with an amazing team that has been definitely changing, uh, turning around all this situation. And, and, and now we've been winning several awards on innovation for the last couple of years. And, and, and this is being rewarded by the market as well with the phenomenal growth that we are experiencing nowadays. Excellent. I mean, yeah, it, <clears throat> you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like you definitely joined the right place. Uh, CloudPay has been in global payments and payroll for, for uh, I did not know this, uh, about two decades, uh, which is yes, very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Very I was going to I was going to tell you as well that probably what was very attractive to me of the company was the entrepreneurial atmosphere that you can breathe at Clapet. You know, starting from Paul, our CEO, to the entire organization is is very innovative. Uh, no one will ever tell you no to test to try something. Yeah. No, there's never a stupid idea to to try out and and. This is something that I, it was very, very attractive to me. Oh, that's, you mentioned the entrepreneurial uh, attitude. And um, <clears throat> I'll tell you, uh, from our very first conversations with, with CloudPay, I, I definitely felt that, saw that, heard that, 
um, from the start, uh, very much a startup um, atmosphere and just uh, ex exude startup <laughs> and innovation. Yeah, so I can see that um, it makes total sense to me. Um, getting into cloud pay now, which is the new product, which is on-demand pay. What 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 was the rationale? What what drove cloud pay after you know being in business for two decades successfully and delivering cloud-based uh, global payroll? What what was the rationale to move into on-demand pay for the global payroll market? What was the thinking there? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to hope I'm not going to sound too, I was going to say, emotional into this because it's, it's very touchy for me. We started this idea because we think that it's a, a pandemic problem. Nowadays, a pandemic is some of that. A very fashionable word, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, I don't know if, if you're aware, but we have 3.2 billion people working in, in today's world. Mm. That's the workforce. The World Bank is saying that 70% of these 3.2 billion people is suffering from financial stress. And for us, it was shocking when we realized that the issue was similar to. Um, you know, the starving issue we were having in some countries in the world, which is not that they don't have food, is that the food is not getting into the right place at the right time. And it's happening similarly today with the financials of people like us. You and I, today, we're living out of savings, meaning you get your salary, you pay, you save the rest, and you use these savings to go paying during the month while you get paid again, even if it's every other week or weekly or, or with this, the vast majority of the world uh, monthly. So we wanted to do something to improve employees' quality of life, to help employers improve the quality of life of their employees beyond you know, some of the benefits that we all know about probably today, like you know, pension schemes or healthcare or, or whatsoever would definitely are massively needed, but this is something that is affecting not just a, a portion, it's just all of us yeah. somehow. You know, I, I mean, the research out there, I was kind of just grazing Google, so to speak, right? Uh, taking a look the other day and, um, you know, the research definitely, definitely uh, supports what you're saying. I mean, I think it was the... Uh, actually have it written down here. Hold on one second. 69%. And, and I think it was from 2020, uh, the American Payroll Association. It's even worse, right? I mean, the amount of people who's asking for a payload. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can see why, because that 69% yeah. number from the American Payroll, it's, that's a number of people. I think it's just in North America, um, but I'm sure that's similar elsewhere that they would um, experience significant um, financial stress if their paycheck were delayed by a week. Um, and that's, that's across the board. It's sort of, you know, um, uh, the words escaping me, but it's not just, it's not just wage earners and low, uh, low uh, entry level people. Um, there's another stat out there uh, that, that I, that I found and, oh, I don't know the, um, the, when we when we uh, 
when we uh, post this, I'll, I'll put in the introduction, but there's 78% um, of the workforce lives paycheck to paycheck. And, um, and, and also- Yeah, on top of this, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the data you might be looking for is 30% of these people is earning over 100K. Yes, so, that was the number I was looking for, yeah. Exactly, so it's, it's not just a blue collar issue, so yeah. to speak. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's something that impacts everybody. And, but for me, I mean, I didn't know this until yesterday. I was absolutely shocked to hear a testimonial that was explaining in our Kansas was going to pay loan, a payday loan uh, and will ask for $300. The cost of those $300 was $900. Wow. So it's massive, like the, the and, and this is just becoming worse because of, you know, the, the brutal capitalism that we live in, the unexpected events like a COVID-19 pandemic or unexpected. <laughs> we have more goods, we have more unexpected fixtures to the goods that we have. What is harder to plan? The, the payday loans, you know, <laughs> not to get too editorial here, but but I'd love to, to see the payday loan industry just go away. <laughs> Maybe there's a few of them that are that are probably um, but, you know are on I the mean, other. I personally am not against them, but definitely I am pro the people that. How can I help those people who are suffering from not having any other choice than than getting those you know very very expensive I would say uh, financial services? No, uh, no, it it, it is. For me, conceptually, uh, being able to provide the employee what is entitled or she's entitled to have when they need it, it's going to be a right. It's not going to be a benefit anymore. It's going to be a right. The moment you and I will be on a device, smart device, and say, now it's when I want to use my earn wages to pay my grocery or to pay my doctor or to pay whatever there's not there's no way back because that improves your saving ability that improves the cash flow you have in your domestic finance that improves overall economy because you move in money faster and more frequently which overall improves the economic drivers so it is a, like a win to win to win to win sort of effect happening all over the place. So it is, it is something that's going to happen. You know what's interesting about this is it's almost a the democratization of. I know that's an overused word, um, but but I think it feels like the democratization of pay. I mean, and we've talked about this previously, but just to kind of bring it to the surface here, you know, a lot of sort of our, our conventions around pay have been uh, dictated by, you know, logistics. And it's been, it's nobody, it's not really been uh, anybody, there's nobody sitting at the top saying, -ha -ha, we're going to only pay people once per month or once every week or every two weeks. And, you know, and it's because of the systems that have been in place. That's what the systems have been able to, the extent to which the system has been able to facilitate, right? So now we've gotten to this point where technology makes it possible for people to be paid at any time. Um, and, and that 
it's a little bit more than technology. There's other factors at play as well, but but the the confluence of these factors that have made it possible for people to be paid at any time. And and when you think about it, going back to what you were saying, and this was what I wanted to tie in is, you know, that it, it's a right, right? It's gonna become a right, a, a yeah, individual's absolutely. right. It, and that's absolutely the case. You know, it's always been an individual's right. It's just that the, uh, the logistics have finally caught up to being able to make that right uh, a reality. It's, it's very, very interesting. I mean, well, I don't know. It, it changes dynamics, I think, as well, no? It changes the dynamic of, uh, of global, let me, let me start maybe by global economy. No? Let's try to go and drill down very quickly here. Hmm. Where today there is one trillion, with one trillion dollars that are owned by employers to employees in any given day. This is economy, this is money that is not into play on today's world, right? So that will that will help the global economy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I think everybody will agree on that. On top of this, then if you go into the US, it's barely 300 million, billion, sorry, that are stocks. So this is money that the employer is holding on behalf of the employees without any benefit from the employee, but the opposite. Yeah. So when you look at today's market and what is happening is, well, the first step is being, well, those are sophisticated with technology. They have found a way to change payday loans to digital lenders, right? This is faster, cleaner, and way cheaper than pay loans. Mm. But People start questioning themselves and also the, the entities that are supporting the uh, governments that will need to regulate all this space one day as well to say, well, hold on. Why? And this is the fundamental question for us. No? Why the employee would pay for something that is yours? They are, I mean, yeah. Are you are you sure? I mean, I'm sorry. Sometimes I think about it. I can I laugh not to cry. Say this, this seems like not serious at this stage, right? Like okay, this is my money. Technology enables me to have access to it. Okay, and I understand there might be services around this, which might have a cost that might be then sponsored by the employer or not. That, that, that those are different models. Would definitely uh, support the sponsorship from the employer because there are a lot of benefits as well, as I'm gonna uh, tell you for the employer. No? And then you go there and, and I can use this channel for many other things. No, I'm hearing also nowadays, a lot of voices say, oh, but you know, people might make a misuse of that, or they might, you know, if someone is a gambler, having access to the money will make him gamble more. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't know if this is true. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, today, if this is the issue, is doing gambling with a payday loan, which is definitely worth it with their own money. Right. Right. And third, well, I have a device and a channel that is attractive and critical for this person where I can have influence. And I mean, on well being, positive influence, not mentally, uh, financially, uh, you know, physically, and so on, on top of. We can, I mean, we offer, for instance, to our customers as well as a benefit to, to use that channel 
to communicate directly with those and with, with with the employees. I mean, mm. between you and me, I hope HR, my HR department is not going to look at that. But you know, I, the last emails you read in the week are those, you know, company announcements, HR announcement, yeah. all those sort of things, because we all up to our aprons in on how many emails we need to deal with mm. on a daily basis. So you know, we also bring in the opportunity to be innovative to our customers and using the technology to share stuff with their employees on a much more appropriate channel that could be a mobile device. So, you know, what's interesting about this, I agree with everything you say. I want to go back to that, that piece. Um, and there's some other things we want to get to, but, but this is a super interesting um, uh, point that you made around, you know, it is a concern, right? You know, you don't want to give, you don't want somebody who may be predisposed to addictive behavior to have uh, easier access to money, uh, you, you, know, it, you know, sort of in, as an objective thing um, that could fuel their addiction, right? Whether it be gambling or something else. Um, but what's interesting about that is, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you look at a wait staff, you know, they get paid in tips, uh, cash at the end of every day, you know, I mean, that's, so this, this already exists, A, B, there's a, and I think it comes from a good place, a well-meaning place, but there's sort of uh, a, a postulated sort of pater, uh, paternal uh, instinct that's, um, that's at play there, you know, if you're the employer somehow, I think it's a misunderstanding of the relationship between the employer and the employee, right? With the employee kind of assumes that, well, it's my responsibility to make sure that my employee does not engage in that's that comes from a good place, but but it's not it that's that's not really defensible logically at, at the core. No. Yeah. We tackle this. So I my say my sentiment of what I'm hearing in the different forums and chats about those topics, which which they're starting to be predominant, not, not that it's today kind of the, the, the is something that is becoming very, very hot, but you know, it's not in the mouth of everybody yet. Um, it's very defensive. The attitude I think the employers are taking are very, very defensive. Like, I don't want to be responsible of, right? I want to feel bad because of whatever happens. Well, our approach is double. So we are, first of all, we are preventive. Meaning we can, I mean, the employer, our customer, in this case, the employer can set up rules. You know, how many times can you withdraw a month or a week? What is the amount? What's the maximum amount per withdrawal or the maximum amount in total during the, the cycle? We can also add controls about certain moments in the day. So like, I don't allow you to do withdrawals between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Yeah. or not on Saturday night or Sunday night, or I mean, we, we all this technology enables you to help you out. That's what we call prevention. Yeah. Then the good news is that, well, we, we can monitor. I mean, we can monitor, and on top of this, by the way, we can even block trans direct transactions done to certain, you know, uh, certain merchants, like could be online gambling mm. or casinos or, or, or other sort of, let's say, non-appropriate content. Yeah. Uh, right? Um, so all of this is something that we can help 
the employer to be preventive for that employee. We recommend as an approach to first observe and then to act, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you, you, you don't want to, I mean, in this society of, of, of freedom, the very last thing you want is to start getting something that already that person believes should have access to and doesn't have, right? So mm -hmm. we need to be also very tactful here. And then the other thing is the positive education, mm -hmm. right? We have been from day one, and has been a lot of emphasis from our early adopters on how valuable and important it is to provide a positive perspective of well-being to the person, to the entire human being that is consuming this. So we started with financial well-being, but I mean, it was sort of, I know it sounds a ridiculous question, but we ask ourselves, well, what's the point I'm Okay, I'm making you feel better about your financials because I'm explaining you ways to save better your money using real cases and your own data, right? That I can do, and and you have a headache, right? So yeah. maybe we need to do something, right, to make sure we you having a better day overall, right? Mm -hmm. Not only from a financial perspective, even though that was the beginning. So we have invested a lot of money on you know linking we have our own content but also we can link content to the well-being programs that a lot of companies are putting in place you know to make sure their employees become happier more loyal and more productive mm. if you think of i'm going to give you a very quick example mm. uh so one of our first customers is Ralph Lauren. No, and, I, and I remember we were describing this case with them, yeah. which is, if I'm a, I mean, it could be a father or a mother, but I used it just to repeat the example was a mother. I'm a mother of a 10-year-old kid. And it's Friday. I work in a Ralph Lauren shop, mm. right? I'm the person that is um, selling the dresses to the, uh, people that comes into the stores. Then I'm closing the day and I'm working tomorrow, Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And on my way to the school, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, it was not a bad day about tomorrow. What am I going to do? Can I extend my night and sort of have a family good time or do I need to wake up too early? Or, you know, you, you normally you go driving and thinking stuff, right? That's my yeah. thing. You get to school, you pick up your kid and your kid is missing two teeth. Mm. So the first thing you do that Friday afternoon is go to the dentist, right? And we know the dentist is painful double time. So one because yeah. it's personal, the other one because it's very expensive. Yeah. Right? Well, nothing against the dentist, dentist but, but yeah, you're right. It's a reality. I mean, we all <laughs> suffer from this. So this mom today, if might not have the money, he needs to ask the money to someone, mm. pay the loan. Uh, the company, a friend, uh, a cousin, a mom, whatever, right? Plus the embarrassing of, you know, all this nervousness of asking how much this will cost me, you know, the angry mindset that comes to you on, you know, son, please don't do this again. How come you broke your tooth? You know, all these sort of things happening. Could you imagine what is the reaction of this person Saturday, 11 a.m., I'm in the store, someone comes in to buy a dress. What are your chances to sell a dress? No, absolutely not. No, my mind is somewhere else. Yeah. 
right? So if, if you think of this in terms of cost of opportunity, the retention, the productivity, the improving absenteeism that we are seeing on the customers that are using this and, and also the industry as well that is, is kind of uh, developing it, it's absolutely unprecedented. The cost of the benefit from an employer perspective, although we are you know, the only ones offering to the employer more than directly to the employee versus the value that this is bringing to the company is absolutely unprecedented compared to any other benefit. Absolutely correct. I, I love that example, by the way. Um, and, and, and while cloud pay now is, is for any type of, of worker, let's let's focus on the let's just put a fine point on, you know, the typical floor associate at a, at a retail, right? You know, they have they have very stressful sort of odd hours in retail, you know, so you, everybody says, have yeah. a great weekend. <laughs> retail workers are like, yeah, um, okay, you know. Yeah, exactly. I am actually careful not to say have a good weekend to retail workers, even though I, my instinct is just to say that nice thing, but I realize that it's not necessarily something that they're going to be enjoying. Um, that person, you're absolutely right, that person is not going to be in a frame of mind to be anywhere near as effective as possible to 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 help sell that dress, um, and that's what the and that's what the, the employer needs from that person. It goes back to this this uh, this concept that I think first came out in Harvard Business Review many years ago, um, the service profit chain. It's this idea, not an idea. It's been shown through research. Like, can't cite it right now, but there's a bunch of it out there that the more engaged and happier and satisfied in their work and lives, work-life balance that their your the retailers and floor associates are, that that the happier the customers will be um, because they'll the, the the floor associates will be more engaging with the customers, and so it, re, it leads to repeat business. It's just a nice cycle there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I want to just shift gears here for a second because there's something very interesting about cloud pay now um, in terms of uh, how uh, where where cloud pay is uh, releasing the, this and it's it's everywhere, you know, worldwide. The um, on-demand pay has been has been very, you know, has been growing and very is strong growth in the in the U.S. specifically, um, which is great. Um, I'm sure you have uh, a compelling rationale for going global with this. What, what is that? What 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 kind of compelled CloudPay to go to 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 release to target the entire world with CloudPay now? Indeed. So we're very fortunate to be the first one that we're offering this globally, and the rationale behind why we put extra effort and maybe not be the first ones coming out into the market to offer any wages. It was because we wanted to do this globally, mainly for two reasons. You know, the first one is, well, we believe this should be a benefit, as I told you before, from the employer to the employee. It doesn't make much sense that you, as an individual, you paying to have access to your own stuff. Like you know, you, you, you will not probably accept this in any other good, right? Like, oh, can I have my phone? Yeah, don't worry, I'll pay you five bucks for that. Like, what? That 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 doesn't sound right. And this very linked to this also is that our target market as a cloud, I mean, as a very global payroll company are multinational companies. Mm. For us, it's hard to imagine something that is so touchy, so personal to the individual, to the employee, 
that you know a company offers this as a benefit in the US and not in 20 other countries in the world that you have sort of creating class A and class B employees, sort of speak, no? I mean, uh, I was reading an article saying it's kind of ironical that the country that is fasting and the fastest to adopt this, the one with more pay loans, stores, spurs, per square foot, or per habitant, and so on, is the US, which is the richest country in the world, yeah. or, or, or the second richest country in the world. <clears throat> so, uh, what about you know, those other places like you know, South America or Mexico or Southeast Asia, uh, Africa? I mean, what we have developed goes beyond just in wages. We can, we can make money available for you on your smartphone. So, I don't know if you were aware, but I was talking to some people in South Africa. And one of the biggest issues they have in the country to pay employees is that, A, most of the employees might not be able to have a bank account, mainly for two reasons. One of them, I think it's going to be uh, recurring uh, because of the pandemic, which is people is living outside of the urban uh, or, or, or the centric parts of the cities, and it's going suburban, it's cheaper, it's uh, more peaceful, and it's better quality of life. So then you're going to be farther from banks. Mm -hmm. And they say, all, all because they don't fulfill the client profile requirements that my, that institution might require. And not having a bank account means I need to pay them on cash. And I cannot pay them on cash because they will be stolen or they will be robbed before they go home because it's tremendously insecure. So when we told them that we could do, you know, sort of pay to phone, if I might say, um, solution for them, that was a, a game changer for them and, and said, well, you cannot imagine what this can do for the country. You know, so uh, there are a lot of user cases beyond what, you know, the, the, the regular surface might illustrate. Uh, one of our customers was about to pay later employees, was supposed to be paid on Friday and money will not arrive until Tuesday. Well, we use Cloud Pay now to allow those employees to have access to their end wages during the weekend. So no one was not having no money during the weekend, right? Uh -huh. So, I mean, there's many applications that can dramatically change the perception your employees have of your own brand. Mm. So we couldn't imagine that this could be turned negative, no? I mean, if I am XYZ company and I'm in 20 countries and I know in my country, I need a service like this, like 70% of the world. And I see that, oh, they're offering this in the US and, and, and I'm in Italy and I don't have it. Yeah. I, I mean, my perception of my brand is worse than what it was before I knew that. Yeah. So what is supposed to be having a positive impact might end up being a negative impact. Yeah. Uh, well, I can see that. You know, what's interesting too is that <clears throat> uh, I think that the the, the back in the background, the pan well, not so much the background, but the pandemic for the past year and a half plus, I think we're we're seeing a lot of um, sort of shifts in uh, logistics when it comes to employment. And a lot of folks are um, so. I'll give an example, um, and and I'll I'll confess I don't know how much this is actually happening, but I imagine it is happening. You might have a high level executive who 
who who lives in Australia, right, or um, or would like to visit fam has family in Australia, and uh, but is working uh, in the United States, being paid in the United States, right, and um, um, and so. But if they go to Australia, they have to quarantine if they and then they can't leave. And there's all these these, you know, I'm just using it as an example, all these all these um, stipulations around what they can do. And so they might decide, you know what, I just want to work remotely from from down under. Um, and so I need to be paid, you know, uh, via your global payroll system, uh, my employer um, as an Australian person. Right. And you know, maybe a high level executive might, maybe a high level executive might not need uh, cloud pay now, like, you know, the, uh, the on-demand pay, but I, but imagine it's not just high level executives. There's probably other folks are making around, you know, hundred, $150,000 USD um, a year who, who are in that same situation and uh, would need that, that uh, capability. So that, that's another that's another uh, trend that I don't see going away, even with the, um, you know. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, it is true that I, I'm going to use my own example. I don't, I mean, I've been obviously using wage access for obvious reasons, but I will say I don't need it for my day to day. Hmm. But you know what? I have a stock of money in the bank account because it's what I used to be living during the month. Mm. And normally, I mean, especially my wife was the one driving the accounting home. Thanks God. Uh, it's sort of, I know sometimes I feel it's exaggerated because that's not our normal expenditure in, in, a, in a month. Mm. But what if I could use my phone right to to, to pay out of my end wages any single time I need. So I'm living out of what I'm earning. I could use that money to do investments. I, I could use this money to you know, improve my financial income at home or to do other stuff or to give it to a charity or I mean, whatever anyone wants to do with it. Well, today, even you, you don't need it, meaning, oh, I, I, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. Well, but that's, I mean, you know, I feel bad because these people means it's living from savings and your savings are not supposed to be there for you to use it on your day-to-day -day basis, right? Your savings are there for, you know, backup, a safety net or for investment, whatever you might want to use them. So, when I was telling you before that I'm 100% convinced that this is changing the behavior on how people is spending money and how people is gonna be saving money, no matter what is your uh, economical or social condition. Mm. I have no doubt about it. It will change the way you manage it, not to say, uh, to talk about the millennials and the generations that are coming now, which everything needs to be instant, right? I mean, they, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be hard for them to understand the rationale of what do I need to work thirty days to get paid? Okay, what I cannot pay today? Exactly. <laughs> what is that all about? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I go buy something I need to pay today. 
yeah, I can imagine millennials, you know, yeah, that's um, and, and, and definitely Zoomers, Generation Z there. You know, what yeah. what is this? I have to wait 30 days for my pay stuff. That doesn't make any sense. Um, what, what we're talking about it. And this is this kind of puts a fine point on it. And I'm, I, and I'm glad you mentioned this. This is really a revolution. And this is just a revolution in, in the dynamics of pay. This isn't about I mean, it is about giving people who need it uh, more immediate access to their pay, but that's not, that's just a very nice byproduct of, of, of the main thrust here. And that is, that is a revolution in the, in, in the uh, dynamics and logistics of pay, which is, is inevitable. We're inexor inexorably marching toward that. Uh, I, I, Ernst and Young, I think I uh, came out with um, a market cap recently of one trillion dollars for on demand for uh, earned wage access do you, uh, do you have any thoughts about that i mean that's pretty huge <laughs> one trillion that's that's uh that's that's pretty huge although trillion dollars uh isn't isn't what it used to be i guess but, but it's still a lot uh what what is um what, what are your thoughts around that i mean that that's pretty that's 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 big yeah the 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 uh, i mean that is, it is, it is true also that that's sort of the data that I have that is $1 trillion in a given day of earned wages mm -hmm. uh, sitting somewhere. Um, th this is why I believe this is going to be a revolution that is absolutely unstoppable. You have from one side the force of the individual who needs it, right? We say 70% of people need it. And on the other side, you have the forces of the macroeconomy saying, well, what the hell are we doing with $1 trillion a day that are not being moved, spent, or invest, right? So, and, and, and that would create sort of a perfect storm to try to normalize this, because that means there is more acquisition power for globally, right, for the people. Uh, with this, it comes a major uh, ability to spend money or to save money. And you are resolving also the issue of the timeliness that we were talking before versus when I pay versus when I get my money in. So not only there is more money in play into the macroeconomy, but also you move it more often, right? There's much more number of transactions, which this drives the uh, macroeconomy factors to go higher, which is not normally what governments and, 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 and you know, uh, big companies are looking for. So the, the fact that all this data is being revealed is bringing up a lot of people questioning and saying, well, I mean, who, who can grab those? I mean, no, between you and me, who could grab those, this trillion dollars that is sitting out there, right? I mean, uh, I definitely would like to have a piece of that. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of interest on moving this uh, forward. And, and I think we'll create the virality that uh, system needs no it is true that today this is being positioned unfortunate and i think erroneously it's being positioned as a help uh, for uh, people that has low incomes and i am preaching into the prospects and customers that i'm talking to and hopefully i can do it today to a broader audience that you know there are amazing opportunities in the thunderstorms. And this is one of them. If you, as a company, can look at this strategically, it might give you an incredible competitive advantage in the war for talent. 
in the retention and productivity against your competition. The fact that you embrace that opportunity, make it as a benefit, ensure that this is reflected to improve the awareness and the sympathy towards your brand and your culture. And as you said, no, it's, it is proven, it's scientific that, you know, happy employees make happy customers and happy customers makes a better balance sheet. So yeah. it, it is sort of a, an, an ABC, very simple process, but, you know, it will be for the brave one, braves that are taking the first steps that I would take it the most of the advantages that this might bring. Yeah. I, 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 and I would say just that um, this is looking at earned wage access as, as you know, and more holistically as being a revolutionary sort of next step uh, in the relationship between employer and employee when it comes to pay, how pay is processed and when it's processed and how easily it's processed, rather than just a benefit for, even though it is a great benefit for folks who, who uh, need the money now. Um, looking at it the broad, more broadly, I mean, that's sort of the, that's at the vanguard of, you know, this, this the outer edge is the vanguard of um, looking at pay as more than just, just a number that uh, goes into the GL. Let me put you this the other way around. Hmm. Why are we doing payroll? Is to pay. Yeah. So if we solve the pay issue, right? If I pay you every day, why do I need to do payroll weekly or bi-weekly or even monthly? I mean, right. yeah, I have some statutory regulations that I need to fulfill, right? That I need to be compliant with. But they are not monthly. On the contrast, you do payroll monthly. Normally, you have 45 days or 50 days to report back to Social Security, to the tax authorities, to the different, you know, uh departments of the government that might need data out of the employer or the employee or the employee <laughs> could you imagine today where you do payroll uh let, let's imagine it's monthly because i think it's easier and more illustrative but it absolutely applies to any other frequency so if i do 30 days a month normally i have a cutoff by the 15. so that means in my best chances i'm only calculating 10 to 12 labor days out of 22. So that means I'm paying you a full month knowing data of half a month. Mm. Could yeah. you imagine we can change this to say, you know what, I'm going to calculate payroll on the 15th of the next month. So I'm calculating the entire month. It's a much easier process, uh, less errors, much, much less stressful, by the way, and much more accurate. Mm. And for the employee, it's, it's a no problem because in the meantime, I'm having access to the money, which is what I need. I don't care if you need to do payroll or not. What I want is my money. Yeah. I think, I think we're in the point at, uh, and I'm looking at the time here. Um, I think we're at the point at pay, with payroll that the technology, the capability of um, technology is just, we're at the point where, where we can really start just making it, just setting, you know, there's a term here in the U.S., set it and forget it. You know, it's, it's almost, yeah. you know, we're moving toward that, you know, and, and maybe set it, but don't, don't forget it, obviously, because we don't want to forget it. But we could oh. theoretically, if we wanted to, and because we can forget it, now we can actually focus more on it from a, from a far more strategic standpoint. Um, 
what's next for cloud pay i mean you've you've you know you've released cloud pay now what what are some of the things on the horizon that that you that you're able to share <laughs> that's a tricky question so uh, yeah, we, we're working on, on, on a couple of, I think, incredible things as well. Maybe not as visual as Clopin now, which is an app that you, you can touch and see and feel and breathe, sort of. But so we are working on, now we have the capability to pay globally. Now we are looking on ways on how we can pay, as we say, everyone, anywhere, anytime. And we want to do this instantly. So today, for I mean, for any multinational company to pay an employee abroad that is not in the headquarters, let me say, normally it takes between three to five days. And that's the time the money takes to go from point A to point B. Mm. Well, we are working on, I mean, we're already testing and very successfully with some customers where we can do this in any country for almost 50 different currencies and we do it in 20 seconds. Wow. So that means it's instant, right? I mean, the time that you say, and that applies to any wages. If you look today of the providers that are providing, better say probably is pay on demand rather than in wages, uh, because there are some connotations of where the money comes in and the they charge in the employee, for instance, as well, and so on. But no, never mind, that's not relevant at this stage. You know, they, they, it takes you three days. Then if you want it within two days, you pay a fee. And if you want it in the same day, you pay another fee. Well, imagine we can do this and say to someone that is in, I don't know, I think exotic country like Sri Lanka, right? right? Uh, and say, hey, I'm an employee of we have a, one customer with a large population in Sri Lanka. So you know, of that company, company A, I'm going to ask for my end wages. <clears throat> By the time I click confirm and, and I go to the screen of what's the status of my transaction, you know, I might, the money might be already in my, in my, in my card or in my phone. And this, it can happen the same when I want to send it to mom. So this revolutionizes as well and changes what we know today as remittance. Mm. Right? When I can send money to the family in a different currency abroad and it's instant. So then you can start imagining on, you know, a gift cards sent as money instantly and collected in your phone and ready to be consumed. Uh, you can think of uh, a bunch of friends that want to do something collectively and that just basically, you know, all pulling money into one single place so then they can just expend it without the need of, you know, taking notes of who paid what and make all the crazy calculations we all do when we do those sort of group trips. And well, all this can disappear with the technology that we are building behind the scenes with the uh, collaboration of, of Visa and all as one of our partners uh, here. So. Uh, I think the, the conjunction of both things, if we can position it correctly as well and, and, and provide the right uh, message and make something that behind the scenes, it is complex, make it very easy to consume. Uh, as I told you before, I think, I think we're changing the payroll world forever. Oh, yeah. And also the way people is 
transactioning with money. No? I don't know if this has happened to you, and, and I promise that with this I'll, I'll be quiet. Uh, you know, I realized the other day that it's maybe six months that I haven't touched a bill, a paper bill. Mm. Oh, right. But I don't go with, with coins in my pockets. Right. That the only thing I'm using is plastic no? or, or contactless, let's say. Oh. I am definitely the same way, you know, unless I'm planning to go through some tolls on the highway, uh, which I, I don't get on the highway too much. And I don't have one of those transponders in my car. Um, I, I, oh, oh, gosh, where's I got to get some got to go to the ATM, have a, you know, just a little yeah, bit of cash. So so right. And it's kind of embarrassing. You need to pay, you know, for, for that small amount with the credit card. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah this is this has been a fantastic conversation thank thank you so much joseph for for joining us um yeah yeah great stuff uh change changing uh payroll forever i think that's a great great phrase to end this on it's uh definitely looking forward to the to the future of payroll it's looking very bright i'm definitely going to keep you posted thank you <laughs> excellent thank you joseph bye-bye